Amen. So we're going to continue the study of First uh, Peter, chapter four. This is the second part of the suffering in Christ message, and we'll be reading from verse seven in First Peter chapter four through verse nineteen. If I could get everyone to stand with me, if you're able, and if you're not, that that's totally understandable. But we're going to read the text and give honor to the Word of God. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling, as each one has received a gift Minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as an oracle of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it in, as with the ability which God has supplied, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials which is, is to try you, as though some strange things happen to you. But rejoice to ex extent, joyce the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceedingly jo exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, on their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part he is glorified. But let no but let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him be glorified. Let him glorify God in this manner. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous, righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinners appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God Commit their souls to Him in doing good, as to a faithful Creator. Amen. You may be seated. Father, I just humbly come before You and, and ask for Your help, that I'm led through the Holy Spirit to speak Your truth. God, in, 
as we are talking about suffering and enduring difficult things for being a Christian, that, um, that we would grow. Father, we need you, especially in such a time as this, as the world's in such a wicked state and just so many people deny the truth of Jesus. And the church being persecuted more and more, I, I think this applies to us. And I pray that we hold this dear and we use this, the, these passages to instruct and equip us to be a faithful follower. We love and thank you for your, your grace and your love. And just uh, have your way in this message in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are talking about suffering again. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> suffering for Jesus. You know, last week we talked about the significance of uh, that we make sure that we protect our minds. So we are ready to suffer if we need to. You know, uh, oftentimes, Christians, at least myself, would love to put that word suffering in the basement. I don't ever want to think about it. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to endure it. I, I, I just... But uh, unfortunately, I can't say unfortunately, because actually it's a blessing. God uses suffering to purify the saints. He uses difficulties in our lives as long as we yield ourselves to Him to draw us closer to Him. He'll use suffering in, in, in many ways. Uh, I had a Chan Brisbo. She was a spiritual mother to me and she had pulmonary hypertension and she had this sickness that she battled for nine years, and it, and it was just a, a tragic thing that she was enduring. But as she was enduring this sickness, and continuing to trust in God through, through the illness that she was facing, you could see God upon her. There was times when she uh, couldn't get to church and, and it would take her a couple weeks, but she would come to church and she would be there standing, worshiping the Lord and, and worship service. And when she was in the hospital time after time after time, she was always giving glory to God. I'm not trying to make this emotional, but it was such a beautiful thing that she was able to show through the suffering that she was enduring, the love she had for Jesus. Suffering church puts us in humility. Suffering helps our boasting from thinking we're all that and puts us down to street level and realize where we truly are. 
Suffering puts a desire for the Christian to love God more and more. It produces trust. It produces fervency. It produces patience. There's something that God brings out of the basement into something that is exalted. Amen. We look at our Savior and His suffering was endured and exalted on high. Hallelujah. We look at how He was stricken, how He was beaten, how He was spoke against, how He was His beard was ripped out of His face. And it brought the greatest blessing to humanity. I realize more and more that suffering is for our good. Not necessarily for our bad. I'm not saying... Towards the end of this passage, it talks about being joyful. Really, you know... But we can, to a point, be joyful when we know that we're suffering just as Christ suffered. We know God can be glorified.